Why did Worf change his hair color? I have no idea. It was a good day to die. Shut up, Wesley! atrocious <laughs> yeah yeah it's a whole page of just fan submitted jokes on the star trek.com site yeah it's pretty bad but uh that is awful that <laughs> is the epitome of crap <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm glad you think so good thing it wasn't my actual joke oh well, uh, yeah that would have been even worse <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome back to another episode of The Final Frontier, a Trexphere podcast. I'm Adam Mullen, and today I have Trexphere creator, kind of guy, you know, the man in charge, James Hams. Welcome, James. Thanks for having me. And uh, unfortunately, Bill is not with us, meaning he, he was unavailable, not that he's dead. Uh, yeah, that's like, you know, you don't want to be saying something. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm going to have to do all the talking. Hopefully hopefully you, you can you can help me with that, James. Yeah, yeah. No worries <laughs> about that. Well, shall we just, like, get right into it? Okay. All right. Well, so, James, I want to know all about you. We've talked for so long on, on the interwebs, but... You know, this is like my first time hearing your voice, and uh, and I, I want to get to know you and why you love Star Trek so much, why you have a whole website dedicated to the Star Trek fan community. Uh, well, like anyone I'm that likes Star Trek, I'm a Star Trek fan. Um, first Star Trek film episode sort of thing I ever watched uh, was Search for Spock. Uh, and then it just, I, I don't know what it was, just, I remember being asked by my parents if I wanted to buy something, um, back in the day in, in the UK, we used to have a store called Woolworths, um, and I remember just randomly picking it up, and ever since then, you know, I've collected models, uh, books, DVDs, VHS, um, I won't go as far as saying, you know, I uniforms and dress up or anything like that. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm I'm what I probably class as like a medium level fan. I wouldn't say I'm, you know, right up there with the people that design their own ships and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But uh, no, I, it, there's just something about Star Trek. It's I guess it's just because it makes you want to hope for the best and. Yeah. Aim for something better than, you know, the than the crap that's going on in the world at the moment. And uh, so, what what about Star Trek Three: The Search The Search for Spock? Did you like? I, uh, back then, I think it was probably. I don't know. It's. It, I really. I just remember that being the very first thing that got me into the franchise. It, it was literally a case of, I just picked it up off the shelf. I don't really know how it grew from then. I mean, bit of an odd one as well, the fact that it was, like, number three and I didn't really start, you know, with the motion picture or anything like that. It was just okay. that. And then, you know, I can remember, like, as well, when uh, 
the pilot for Voyager was released uh-huh. uh, back in 95, I think that was. Um, I can remember renting that from uh, Blockbuster and uh, just watching it over and over again. So which is your favorite series? You see, it depends on my mood. Um, <laughs> well, I, I kind of like... I've watched TNG to death. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, whereas I used to like binge watch that quite a lot, um, just because it's something easy to have on in the background. Now it's kind of, you know, I'll watch an old episode here and there, or if it's on TV, I'll watch it. But uh, I have to say, it does purely depend on my mood. I've recently just binge watched Enterprise, which I know is like a touchy subject with so many people, um, especially that awful, awful, awful series finale. <laughs> um, no, it's just... There was actually there's a good fan edit online somewhere um, where they've completely cut out all the Riker and Troy bits, and to be oh, perfectly wow. honest with you, yeah, that's... It, even though it's only like 20 minutes long, <laughs> and, the way and the way they've edited it, it's kind of a better wrap-up and a better story than all the crap. So I take it you didn't actually like the episode. Um, These are the voyages. No, not really. I actually did like it. I, I think, yeah, there could have been something better, but I, I still enjoyed it. I liked the, the series as a whole. But I, I totally get why people give it a bad rap. I think the thing is, it's like when you go from, I think it's, is it Terra Prime? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go from an episode of, like Terra Prime, which is an amazing episode, um, to these other voyages. You're just kind of like, oh, really? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, I totally understand that. Yeah, Demons and uh, Terra Prime, were they were a good two-parter. Yeah. I mean, season four of Enterprise in itself is kind of when the, the show found its footing, I found. You know, I mean, it kind of, series one, you know, some good episodes in there. Series two, again, I have to admit, my favorite episode is Regeneration in series two. It's, yeah. you know, the, the Borg one. Uh-huh. Um, series three, I liked, um, and there's some good episodes in that, but then there's also some really atrocious acting <laughs> in it as well. Um, but no, series four onwards, from Stormfront to Terra Prime, you know, yeah, there are one or two questionable episodes in that series, but uh, on a whole, Series 4 is when Enterprise really found its footing, and, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately it was cancelled with that god-awful series. <laughs> it definitely um, should have been picked up for another season. Uh, it would have been fun to see the Romulan Wars be played out. Yeah, there's that as well, and the fact that Series 5 was supposed to have the redesign of the NX-01, which... I thought, you know, when I first saw the redesign, I was just like, oh, that, you know, that is a perfect progression from the NX-01 mm-hmm. through to, you know, the TOS Connie, which mm-hmm. I can't stand that anyway. I find it, <laughs> I, no, there's something about it. And I don't know whether it's because, obviously, I, I started with the search for Spock, so it's a case of, you know, I was always a, someone who really loved the refit version yeah. of Connie. Um, but no, there's just something about it, or it might be where... When I was younger, you know, you saw TOS on the TV and you just thought, yeah, 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 you know. 
<laughs> questionable acting, and then you've got the Shatner. You know, it's, it's just, yeah, you've got Shatner, and you know that sort of thing. That you just—he's good in the films, but when you watch the series, I just, I just can't. There's a few episodes of um, TOS that I can watch. Um, I've recently watched um, City on the Edge of Forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before that, there was. Um, the one with the Romulans. Oh, God, God, God. Oh, what's it called? That's it. Um, see, so it shows how much I watch TOS. <laughs> I, like, don't. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you know, you've got Space Seed and stuff like that, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's some really good, strong episodes in it, but the rest of it, I just... I can't, I can't even have it on in the background. That's how much I really do not like TOS. Wow. Yeah. So, how do you feel about Discovery, then? You see... The, Discovery, I love. Now, I know there's going to be people out there, oh, Discovery, oh, it's crap. <laughs> but the thing is, it's, we're in 2017 when it launched. We're now in 2018. If you tried to do something that was pretty much a carbon copy of TOS, yeah, you'd get the hard can, the hardcore fans that love it. Mm-hmm. But you'd also get the fans that are just like, yeah, this is crap. I mean, I can't even watch Series 1 or 2 and some of Series 3 of TNG without thinking, God, this is really dated. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, there will always be a place in my heart for, you know, the original series and, you know, the early TNGs and stuff like that. But then, you know, when you compare it to, like, some of the modern-day sci-fis and stuff like that, and we're not talking about reboot sci-fis either, we're talking about things like, um, have you seen the series Expanse, which is I watch on Netflix because yeah. it's in the UK, but, yeah. So you've got that, which, you know, even... When you try and compare that to some of the, you know, the really older stuff, you know, it's different, um, but, you know, the technology in it and stuff like that isn't, you know, like super, super Star Trek. It's, you know, pretty much what we'd be going to space with today sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you compare that to some of the, I don't know whether it's just the VFX or whatever, but it shows like that hold their own. And, yeah. You know, 50 years' time, people will be watching it thinking, oh, my God, this looks dated. But, you know, you try, for love of the series, as people do, it would have literally lucky to have been picked up and aired, I would think, if they tried to do a carbon copy of TOS in this day and age. Yep. Yeah. I I think Discovery's found a, it has a good balance of hints and callbacks to the original series in terms of aesthetics. Uh, but it's definitely very modern, and uh, that's that's nice to see. But I mean, there's some nice, you know, like you said, throwbacks. There's some nice, also the fact that you can also you can see progressions of if you look at um, the Enterprise phaser rifle, say, you know, the Mako one, you can see that's clearly been incorporated into the Discovery rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also see the the hand phaser, uh, the Type Two, you know, pistol phaser. Uh, you can see how that's gone from the phase pistol into Discovery, and you can also see elements of how it's, you know, it, it's going to lead into TOS. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if if people just took off, you know, those disgruntled glasses <laughs> and actually bothered to watch, you know, and actually pick up on these things, because, yeah, I'm not mad about certain aspects. Yes, I don't like the look of the new Klingons. Uh, you know, when I first watched it, I was just like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm not going to enjoy this. But as the series progressed, they kind of, like found their own identity you didn't actually keep thinking to yourself you know oh well, they don't look like tos oh they don't look like tng you know voyager ds9 you know how they were looked in a they had their own identity and you could identify them as klingons mm-hmm. but 
with a different take. You know, I mean, you look at the animal kingdom on, you know, on Earth. Um, things are related, but they all look different. It's like, you know, arachnids don't all look the same. Mm-hmm. But they're all arachnids and they're all, you know. So that's kind of the way I look at how the Klingons are. And I mean, even the human race is completely different. I mean, I don't look anything like someone that's from the Middle East or from Asia or, you know, India, that sort of thing. But we all kind of look the same. Does that, does that, does that make sense? It, yeah, you know, it's, so it's, it's infinite diversity in infinite combinations. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and I mean, I remember way back when um, DS9 launched, I remember reading things, you know, comments and stuff, and not so much social media because obviously, you know, it wasn't around then. Um, but, you know, people didn't like it because it had a black ca- uh, black commander. Didn't like it because it was on a space station and not a starship. And then, when we, you know, went into Voyager. Oh, uh, you know, no wonder it's lost because it's got a woman as its captain. Oh, she, you know, she's crap. And, you know, just little things like that. You just think to yourself, you know, are Star Trek fans ever happy? And I think that's one of the main reasons, you know, behind why, I, you know, I started the website sort of thing. Um, not only, you know, there are other reasons as well, but uh, just to give people a platform, you know, it, instead of me just, you know, starting up a website with a blog and writing 10,000 words here or, you know, a never-ending blog series or whatever, mm-hmm. um, my main focus is to give the fans a voice, you know, which is why I encourage guest authors and, you know, I've expanded the team from just me to, I think there's 14 of us now, um, all working, you know, in our own way to, you know, on the site and stuff like that. But it's just important that people get a voice instead of it being, you know, you can go into a Star Trek group on Facebook and within five minutes you just, you know, I can't read any more of this. So it, it's kind of like, you know, and I don't know whether it's because, you know, there are some people that like to be loud and they have to be heard. Um, but I just find that it, it's nice to have an eclectic mix of things on the site instead of it being all... You know, about fan films or that sort of thing. You know, I mean, there's some pretty good, if I do say so myself, um, stuff on the website. You know, I mean, it, it's not just all about one type of genre. It's, you know, there is mixes in there. It's, uh, well, you know what it's like. I mean, Bill, for one, is just starting up a series about um, sci-fi, uh, science, real-world science in Star Trek and vice versa and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um some of the guest authors and stuff have done things on sexuality within Star Trek. Um, uh, one just recently did a piece on um, Captain Archer and how, you know, he was in Quantum Leap and stuff like that. So it's not just one genre. It's, yes, it's a genre in the fact that it's all Star Trek and stuff like that, but it's not just, you know, well, a film dedicated to one series or one niche, which is, you know, fan films and stuff like that, is literally a case of, you know, you might find something on there in a few months' time that you might not ever dream of finding on a Star Trek website, you know, but it's all to do and all ties in with the franchise. It's not a case of, you know, none of it's relevant. So what's something that you're hoping to offer in the future to, to people that visit your website? Uh, well, uh, between now and the first, uh, we've got our YouTube channel launching. Um, 
And that's going to be, again, an eclectic mix of things. Um, on that YouTube channel, we're going to have a third podcast launch, um, and that's going to be um, run by Jeff Lincoln. Um, he's going to be doing reviews on audio dramas, um, among other things. Uh, there's going to be convention footage, which uh, JP is going to be putting together when he goes to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some interviews with uh, people from Ticonderoga. Um, it's literally just going to be a complete mix of things. But again, all related to Star Trek. So what, what are the podcasts that you currently offer right now? Uh, well, we've got this one, mm-hmm. uh, which was the one that uh, was the first to launch. Uh, then we've got the sci-fi other guys, which is going to be a mixture of all sci-fi genres. But um, there are going to be elements drawn back into Star Trek, because again, Star Trek. Um, and then this one, we have got a few names um, and a few ideas, but it's predominantly going to be uh, reviews for audio dramas, because... Even though there's like there's hundreds of audio dramas out there, um, no one seems to really focus on them. I find mm-hmm. um, you get a lot of people, you know, fan films, fan film, fan film, um, but no one seems to really, you know, shift the focus from the live action stuff to audio dramas. So when Jeff um, approached me with the idea, I was just like, yeah, that's you know, really good idea. Um, Again, because it's catering to something that I'm not aware of. I could be wrong, and if, you know, use the comments below people to tell me if I'm wrong or not. Um, but yeah, it's um, something that I've not. I didn't really think of um, as in terms of a steady stream of content. But it, you know, it's um, a pretty good idea, I think. Um, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, if it falls flat on its face, it falls flat on its face. I mean, everything's <laughs> trial. Well, everything's trial and error. I mean, it's the same mm-hmm. when you know, um, you approached me to do this. I was a little bit podcasting because whereas I can, and I do do a lot of the stuff, you know, back of house on the website and stuff like that, which takes a lot of my time. Podcasting was never really something that I thought about. Um, mainly because I don't really get a lot of free time to sit and record and even less time to edit things. And I've been wanting to get you on here for uh, since we since we began. <laughs> yeah, which is just a prime example of, you know, how little free time I do get. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've got a list that's currently two and a bit pages long of stuff that I've got to do between now and the first. And I <laughs> no, just, I no haven't. Pressure. Yeah. Um, and some of it includes, you know, editing stuff, and uh, I just, I just literally get no free time mm-hmm. to do it. So I'm looking at the the website right now, and I see you have this segment called Truth or Myth. What can you tell me about that? Well, that is done by David, and I cannot pronounce his surname for the love nor money, so I'm not even going to try. Um, he came to me with an idea um, about, you know, he was going to do it and stuff. Um, originally it was going to be a blog series you know he was going to write a blog and that sort of thing and then um, you know just mind on said you wanted to do it on YouTube video and I was like okay well this is kind of what like kicked me off in the thinking of like launching our own channel um, 
I said to him, okay, well, how are you going to do that? Um, because I don't have a channel, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and he runs his own YouTube channel. Um, mm-hmm. He's got his own graphic design business and everything like that. And he's the one that did uh, the feature images for the film reviews that mm-hmm. uh, Doug did. What's it all about? Well, basically, he's picking um, aspects of um, Star Trek. And, well, you know, people are like, oh, Star Trek, Star Trek. Why do you like Star Trek? Uh, because it's good. I'm looking at the website again, and I see that you have this uh, thing on, become a guest author with Treksphere. So how do you become a guest author on Treksphere? Uh, well, you pretty much, if you wanted to, to you just go to that page. Um, on the website and sign up and it sends it through um, you've got various topics um, you can even do book reviews events and conventions fam- fan film series review favourite actor Star Trek games um, official film series reviews and basically you can do anything else on Star Trek I did a segment on um, LGBTQ mm-hmm. in uh, Trek you know I was thinking oh, you know, here we go I'm going to get you know either the oh it doesn't belong or you know that sort of thing and there was some good stuff yeah there was like one or two in it that I was like yeah okay no um but then for the most part it was some good stuff that came through um especially where um I had something on asexuality in Star Trek um and that was like touching on the races like the Janai and stuff like that from um TNG Mm -hmm. It's like I made a comment on um, something the other day. Um, there was a couple of people on the, the Facebook page that weren't agreeing on something. Um, and I just said, you know, it was this... Star Trek is an amazing franchise. It makes people think, whether it's, you know, thinking for the good, thinking for the bad, whatever, but it, it inspires thought, inspires people to be different and not all think about, you know, the same thing. And uh, that's what makes it so great. You know, everyone has differences of opinions, and nine times out of ten, people don't tend to flame each other for that difference of opinion. And I say nine times out of ten because, again, you can go on one of the Star Trek groups and find a post about Discovery, and you can basically be in there. I just don't understand why it's got so much hate. I really don't. Because it's something new, and people fear what's new. Yeah, I suppose. Maybe because they don't understand it or they don't know what it is. I mean, there's a um, quote that Kirk says in uh, Undiscovered Country. People have always, you know, people are afraid of change. Yeah. And I guess, you know, in some respects it's true. People are scared of change. It, uh, it's challenging uh, what they know and uh, they're afraid uh, that they'll be, um, you know, shown something differently than what they believe. Star Trek's always been something that's in my interpretation something that's always shown people to think differently instead of being you know one of the sheep that just follows the herd sort of thing it's always taught me to think outside the box you know it's um instead of you know if i read something in the news or whatever i always think to myself okay well you know might be true might not be true Star Trek has a profound effect on people in many different ways. And uh, that's that's the nice gift of Star Trek, that it keeps on giving. And it, uh, it challenges 
our ideals, our opinions, what we value, what we think, and uh, hopefully it makes us a better person. Well, that's the ideal of it, yeah. Is there anything else that you're going to do in the future with the with the website, like add to it besides this new podcast? Um, nothing in the pipeline. And, uh, yeah, it, it's still fairly young. I mean, it's only just over a year old. And, you know, I'm still finding my own footing in how to do certain things. Um, but uh, the biggest thing for me was always not so much give myself a voice because, hey, who cares what I think? Um, it was more along the lines of, you know, I want to see, wanted to see and whether the fans and, you know, people that are involved in the Star Trek universe wanted to um, find somewhere to have a say of how they think. And that's why I think the um, the team is as big as it is now, you know, 14 of us, because mm-hmm. everyone does their own little thing. Um, but that's why as well, I, you know, I, I get people interested in just writing the occasional guest article, blog, whatever. Because uh, whereas they don't want to host or run their own website, um, it gives them a chance to write about something they're passionate about or mm-hmm. review something they're passionate about. Um, and for the most part, it's worked out well. Um, a lot of people ask the question how I afford it. It's quite easy. It just comes out of my pocket. It costs, you know, I don't make any money from doing this at all. Um, I get a few kickbacks through things like I've got, um, if I sell something through the Star Trek shop, which is official stuff, and I get like, a dollar back per sale so if someone buys something for like $30 I'll get like a dollar or something back from it um, but that's nothing you know the grand scheme of things I mean and I'm not in it for money I'm not in yeah. it for making bank off track you're doing this for the love of Star Trek and to give others a place where they can share their voice yeah. and that's, that's really awesome I think that that gives your site that gives Trucksphere a unique voice among the the giant ocean of other uh, blogs and websites and uh, and whatnot. Yeah, I mean it's it's like I said, you know, there are people. You know, I mean, you've got Trek Movie, amazing for hearing, mm-hmm. you know, up to date stuff on Star Trek. You've got um, Fan Film Factor, which caters for fan films only, um, and you've got uh, Trek Zone. It's all one person's voice or a few people's voices or whatever it's not a case of they don't cater to the general fans it's you know you've got fan for factor you've got Jonathan or whoever writing and it's just him uh, track zone you've got Matt and Matt alone um, and track movie obviously they've got a few members of staff and stuff but it's always you don't hear anything from the fans you don't hear their side you know you don't hear their point of view you don't you know and that was you know, a lot of people were like, well, why you want, you know, why do you want to launch another text website? Well, yes, it started off as a fan film site, but then fan films come few and far between. You know, a fan film can be something that is either thrown out in a couple of months, um, or it can be a long, long process, you know, from start to finish. And mm-hmm. I found that things just started to get really. I was running out of things to do, to be honest with you. So I just thought to myself, okay, well, how do I expand? How do I, you know, not expand 
in the sense of, you know, create my own little empire or whatever, but as in, like, you know, expand as in to open it up. And and I just thought to myself, well, you don't really see any websites that involve other people as such um, having their own individual opinions and voices. And, and that's pretty much what kind of made me rebrand and relaunch and expand. And in the space of what we now probably about 18 months down the line, we've got two with two podcasts, a team of 14, third podcast on the way, and a YouTube channel. I don't think I've done too badly, to be honest. Well, thank you, James. Uh, good luck with your your continued endeavors with Chuck Sphere. And Bill and I are happy to uh, to have our podcast on your site. So, and thank you for hosting us on there. We appreciate it. So thank you for tuning in to the Final Frontier podcast. You can catch us on iTunes, YouTube, and the Google Play Store. And you can catch James and become a guest author on treksphere.com. Thank you and good night.